This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel Down... Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Cag oh, Brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatin. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mind Tech Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mindset Podcast. Doing it a little, a little later this time, so I'm gonna apologize now in case you hear the kids in the background, just a little bit. <laughs> but today we have a special guest of uh, Jake. How are you doing today, man? Hey, man. How's it going? I appreciate you having me on. Doing good. Doing good, man. It's been a been a, about two months coming. Nice. Yeah, we've been trying to do this. So, yeah, 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 we've been super busy. I was super busy with my tournament schedule and just trying yeah. to line everything up. So finally, the tournament season's finally uh, slowing down here in the north. Yeah. It's pretty much over for uh, most of us northeast guys. So finally, we can kind of take a deep breath and uh, yeah. prepare and uh, get ready for, for next winter. Season. Well, prepare yeah. for winter too. That's always yeah, the that worst. too. But- <laughs> So um, if you just want to, we'll start the show just by you telling everybody just a little bit about yourself for people who yeah. don't know. Yeah, for sure. My name is Jake Stem. Uh, I grew up in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. Um, 
born and raised and uh, been living here hunting and fishing my whole life. But more of a hunter growing up, I'd say. And, you know, did the casual trout fishing with my dad and, you know, occasional bass fishing. But then uh, came around college time. I started venturing into bass fishing, ended up starting my own college team at a local Kutztown University here in Pennsylvania. And that's kind of when the spark flew and then uh, started doing co-angling stuff on the bass boat scene and then got a kayak last spring. And then ever since then, it's uh, kayak fishing to the moon. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, why? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just a, is it a better point of entry as far as pricing and everything? I definitely agree with that. Um, me not knowing, so I fish a lot of local um, club stuff as a co angler, and like I'd be firsting, you know, ten guys, and we would travel. So I, I live in Pennsylvania. If you guys don't know, it's kind of like Ohio, and the fishing isn't great here. So, um, you know, a two pounder's decent here, a three pounder's giant. So we yeah. I travel a lot. Same, to New York, same out but, here. Yeah, same out here in Illinois. You, you know, the, you know the deal. So yeah. I have Cay- I have Cayuga Lake about three and a half hours from me. So, you know, we'd have a lot of tournaments up there, just traveling. And for seven co anglers, it wasn't worth it. So then I switched to a, a little bit bigger league, the ABAs, and uh, I definitely um, recommend doing that for a new angler because. I did the uh, New York ABA. So we went to like Champlain, Cayuga, Oneida, and you get these amazing fisheries. And I was able to learn a ton from these boaters. But then after about two years of that, um, I went down and fished the national championship on Lake Hartwell, got to experience spotted bass. But I kind of got tired of, you know, guys, you know, you can only go at the mercy of the boater. So I, uh, my buddy got a pedal drive kayak and then I tried it and was like, Oh, I want to get one. And then I started searching tournaments wise. And then I was like, wow, it is huge. And it's grown even tremendously in the last two years. So that's kind of, you know, I can make my own decisions, but also the money aspect, the, the amount of uh, return on investment, the amount of money you're putting into your tournaments, um, traveling costs. I, I car top mine on a Subaru and I get really good gas mileage still. So for me to travel, I went to Maine, Vermont, um, New Hampshire this year. I fished, uh, elite kayak fishing as well as my local trails and just the amount of money I would put in. And there'd be about 50 to 80 kayak anglers and you're fishing for like $2,000. So for out of a plastic boat, you really can't complain with that where, you know, as a bass boat guy, you got to tow it and gas and practice and all that. It's like, it's tough with, you know, the way everything costs nowadays. I really think kayak is the way to go. But again, like I said, the co-angling stuff is great. I mean, it's a great way to learn. If it wasn't for that, I'd be, you know, way behind. But between co-angling and, you know, YouTube, that's how I got learned a lot as well is learning how to do that and go out and trying it myself. But um, to take that and then go into the kayak scene, I definitely think is a, is is great for money wise. And I just love the kayak scene. Um, the kayak guys are just, it's like a family. I mean, I'm sure, you know, your kayak guys yeah. out there, they're just it, compared to the bass boat world. Like everyone's at their throats type deal. That's true. Because guys, even as a like, co-angler, like you, you get that same feeling of at your throat because yeah. it's like when I was co-angling, it's the guy with the way ours was set up was even the boat, your the boater and the non-boater were still versing each other. Versing each other, okay. I did that so, once before. That was like it, it's very yeah. hard because it's like you guys practice together, you guys come out with a game plan together, but then come tournament day, it, it's no help. You're not you can't help each other yeah. at, at the end of the day because it's like, well, if I help you catch this fish, 
then I'm screwing myself out of points. Yeah. And they get first cast at things. Like, that's the thing. You know, I, I met a lot of great boaters in my years. I have friends still that are boaters. But you get the occasional bad boater where it's like yep. it stinks. Or you fish uh, – you end up fishing a dock fishing tournament and you get back boated. And then you can't get any good casts where, you know, sometimes you can catch a few random fish here and there if you're on, like, a grass edge line or whatever. But still, it's – it's so tough to um, fish sometimes when you're when you're a co-angler for sure. Yeah, I mean, so it's a little bit history about yourself, but uh, so what does I know you said you had a lot of views on mindset. So what does mindset mean to you when it comes to fishing? Uh, I mean, mindset is just everything. Um, it's just now that I've been traveling around, like I like I said, I fished up the elite kayak fishing, so. I traveled to Maine. Uh, we did Champlain. We did Meselonsky. We did some partnering up with KBF and just, you know, it takes a lot out on someone. Like I ended up fishing 17 tournaments this season, which was my first legit kayak season. And don't get me wrong. I run my own local league, Slay Nation PA Kayak Series. I'm the director for that. Um, love that. Love directing. Love, you know, growing locally. Um, but by the end of it, like our championship was on Champlain and mindset for that tournament was everything. You know, you hear Champlain, you think of amazing fishery. Um, by the end of it, if you had to limit both days of 60 inches, you were like top five. It was fishing super tough. We were fishing the bottom half of the lake. So Ticonderoga area and you, I practiced two full days and I caught like two fish each day. And in tournament days, I ended up catching one and losing one both days um i tried smallmouth and largemouth but then there was guys that zeroed on day one and then they randomly went to a different spot day two and they caught 88 inches 90 inches so um it was just super tough there was guys with live scope you know out chasing smallmouth in 100 foot but then there was guys doing the same thing that weren't catching and then there was guys catching uh 90 inches of largemouth on a frog so I was honestly so mentally drained after that event. It was just, you know, fishing that many tournaments. So you definitely have to make sure that you keep your mindset, you know, take some time for yourself, realize that, you know, you're just fishing, you know, tournaments are tournaments, you know, you want to go for the fun of it, but also, you know, win a couple, couple hundred dollars, get some cash. And, uh, but mindset definitely just taking your time and kind of just, you know, remember at the end of the day, it's just a beautiful lake you're on and just enjoy life out there on the water for sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what everybody says, but <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it definitely is everything. It's probably eighty percent of what what we do when we're out there on the water, especially it's a sport where you're by yourself most of the day. It's like it's a single person sport, and you're out there for eight nine hours. And, you know, you got you can you deal with the weather, you deal with everything else. You don't have a, a teammate to take over when you suck. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's definitely a battle of the mind, and, and then you gotta find the fish to catch it. Yeah, and there's tournaments that go really well. Like uh, last year, I won the Ike Foundation kayak tournament on a local lake here in Pennsylvania, and uh, that was a a great tournament. I had really good practice going into it. I practiced about a week before, and then I practiced a couple days before, and it was the most nervous I'd ever been for a tournament because going into it, I had such a good practice and um there ended up being 90 guys there and the lake really doesn't hold 90 guys well let alone you know the casual the sailboaters uh pleasure boaters 
Um, it's only like a 25 uh, or 20 horsepower max lake. So you don't get, you know, huge bass boats, but you get the guys that still come out in the trolling motors and stuff. And going into that, like I didn't sleep that night. I got to the ramp like two hours early. I was just like so nervous. And uh, I just try to stay calm, keep that clean mindset. And uh, I ended up catching a limit by like 7 a.m. And second place was four fish by the end of the tournament. Um, the sun, the wind picked up. Um, like I said, the casual uh, boaters and kayakers came out. And the area I was in was uh, pretty much hidden from all of that. So I ended up upgrading and stuff still. But I had a limit by like 7.30. And lo and behold, I ended up winning it. But that mindset was everything. Just trying to stay calm, not you know let a fish flop off or you know get a good hook set. And just making sure you stay calm is really key in tournaments, whether you're going into it really confident or, you know, you just you had a bad practice and you go wing it and you end up winning it that way, too. Like there's so many different ways just to always um, keep your mind steady and just try to stay calm while you're out there on the water. Yeah, I get that, man. It's so that tournament, did you end up winning anything this year? Uh, I won a couple local events with the club I run, uh, run Slay Nation. I won AOI for that, um, nice. which was pretty fun. I tied last year and lost to a tiebreaker, so it was a little bit of redemption there. Um, I fished the Elite Kayak Fishing a series up in the Northeast. If you guys are in the Northeast, awesome league. They fish prime fisheries. Um, like I said, we were on uh, Champlain this year. We were on uh, Mesolonsky. Uh, we went to Winnipesaukee, which was which was my first time there. And uh, a lot of these guys, if you guys, I don't know out by you, but almost all these guys have motors now and live scope. Usually double grass, yeah, live motors, scope. And, motors. Yeah, it's crazy. I have a I have an Old Town Topwater 120, which is like the older model of the Sportsman. So I have a pedal drive and I have a Garmin, but no live scope. And uh, in the three events, uh, it was best three out of four normal events. And then the championship, I was leading AOI after the first three which was I was pretty happy with competing with these guys. I mean, you got the best anglers in the Northeast. You got Derek Brundle, Ken Wood, John Fiera, um, you know, so many guys. Yeah. And Jake, uh, Jake Angulus. And uh, so I felt pretty happy. I ended up finishing, I think, seventh for the year, um, which Champlain was a bust for me. Like I said, I was everyone was struggling to get a limit so much. So I had a couple good finishes. The first event, I uh, got seventh out of 76. And that was paired with KBF. So it was seventh out of 76 with KBF and then eighth out of like 84 or something with uh, elite kayak fishing. But that ended up being a bed fishing tournament, which I had like one day of practice. I didn't even realize they were on beds. I just went randomly fun fishing. Like I said, no good confidence. Just as I was like, you know what? This is where I think they're going to be. Took my head. We went with it. I threw a jerk bait and later found out it was like an underwater hump. And they were betting on it. And I didn't realize that. I was just throwing a jerk. <laughs> it was like, it was super crappy, cloudy, misty weather. And I was, I caught 91 inches within like the first hour and a half. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is awesome. And then by later in the day, the sun came out, the wind died. And then I realized guys are standing up looking. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, they're on beds. Okay. So it uh, turns out that I most likely was catching bedfish, But I didn't realize that I was having the time of my life on a jerk bait. So, um, yeah, I had a couple good finishes. Um, like I said, towards the end, I was, this is my first full tournament year that I was going for, but, uh, I'm excited to, uh, definitely going to be fishing elite kayak fishing again next season. And I'm going to be directing a, uh, a brand new college series that's going to be hitting the, uh, kayak scene next year. So I'm super excited for that. Oh, that's exciting, dude. Um, so 
you said you got for your local league, you got Angler of the Year. Um, how's that accomplishment help you going into next year? I mean, it just it ge- it gives you, I mean, just such good confidence. Um, like I said, PA doesn't have great fishing. Um, we don't really need live scope. Most of our lakes aren't huge enough that you really need a motor. It's a lot of just, you know, going out and fun fishing. You can kind of fish however you want. Graphs, like, that was the thing, too, is I have a graph, a nine-inch Garmin, which a lot of guys have, but I had no confidence in it. And, you know, I would mark fish, but I didn't know if they were panfish or whatever. Um, yeah, I had the same I issues, up, too. Okay. But then I went up to New York, and I went up to, like, Winnipesaukee. I went up there. And practice day one, I went for largemouth because everyone said there's too much boat traffic. It's scary on the main lake. And I caught like a three-pounder, but nothing good, nothing crazy. So then day two of practice, I said, you know what? I'm going to go try main lake. Everyone keeps saying it, but I'm going to go try it. And I go out and there's guys with motors and live scope. And I just ended up going on underwater humps. And on my graph, use my graph, the Garmin, and would just float around, make random casts. But anytime I'd mark something, I'd drop on it. And then I started to realize, okay, any marks more than three were like five to nine, five to six inch smallmouth. Anytime I got three marks or less, they were like 16 to nine or 16 to like almost 18 inch smallmouth. So my confidence went way up fishing a good fishery like that. Like the graph actually works. So it was huge confidence tournament day. I ended up finishing like, I think like top, top 15. I think it was like 12th, 12th or 11th out of like, 60 70 guys i mean i was one fish away you know they were super stacked inches wise a lot of people had the same exact length and uh but i was just floating like i said fan casting around and anytime i'd mark i dropped down on a fish and then immediately you'd lift up i was throwing a, a flatworm on a drop shot and just immediately you'd lift up and they'd be on there so that gave me a ton of confidence electronics which really really gained my uh confidence extremely well because like i said here in pa you mark fish and you drop on them and you never get bit. You don't know what they are. So it's hard to kind of learn. So to go to amazing fishery, uh, excuse me, go to amazing, amazing fishery to actually learn how to use a graph was huge. So I'm looking to, you know, upgrade to live scope next season and take my 2d and mapping that I've learned last year and uh, expand my knowledge into next season. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Um, so you, you said you're using mostly 2d versus yeah, the down. Yeah, Does that help you a lot better than, as far as um, as far as um, because I love drop shotting, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I've noticed that the two D, I've I've had more confidence with two D than a down scan or a side imaging. Do you feel that's the same for you? For me, yeah. Um, so the way I set up my graph is I usually have the mapping on a corner, and I have um the two D on another corner, and then like the top portion is my side scan. And me and a couple of buddies went up to Lake George this year, right before I went to Winnipesaukee. And Lake George in New York is a huge um, deep fishery. And we were supposed to have a tournament, but it got canceled. So we said, you know what, we're going to go up anyway and, you know, learn the lake. Why not? Who knows? We might have more tournaments on there, you know, next year or whatever. And um, we ended up learning. We were fishing about like 30 to 50 feet. And the 2D was great for uh, marking the fish below you. you. We would just pedal around and then we would mark a school of bait and you'd see a fish under it and you'd drop a drop shot or an underspin or a little swim bait and you would just let it sink to the bottom and as soon as you'd start reeling, they'd hit it. But I also liked that my side skin was up because we were in 50 foot of water so your side skin actually goes really far out and I was able to see balls of bait to the left or right of me that weren't marking on my 2D. 
So I liked, I learned, that's how I really learned my electronics before I went to Winnipesaukee is to um, have both because if you're in deep enough water, your side scan can actually pick up the bait balls just barely to left or right of you. But the 2D, I, I definitely like the 2D better than um, down, down view or whatever. Um, the other one that you can use just because I don't know why, just confidence wise so far, that's what I've liked to use better. Yeah, I mean that that's how I felt too with it is that the 2D I could just see the fish better. I could I could identify between grass and rock a little bit better on it than say a down scan or a side view, but I kind of I see where people like like the 2D sonar like as like a beginner before they go into the down scan and everything else because you can kind of see things better and you can see the different temperatures of things. And that kind of also helps you distinguish between grass or a school of fish, per se. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's everything in moderation. Like, slowly build yourself up. Guys that, you know, just immediately go out and buy live scope because they have the money and don't realize, like, maybe you should learn 2D or side scan first. Yeah. um, To, you know, slowly build up to it. Because, like I I said, I learned a bunch. Like, on Winnipesaukee, I'd go on main lake points underwater in like 30 foot and you'd mark boulders and all of a sudden right behind the boulder there'd be a single fish mark and i would just toss the drop shot over my shoulder let it sink down as soon as you lift up boom there was a fish and my my confidence deep fishing went through the roof i mean absolutely through the roof between lake george and winnipesaukee um my my confidence for deep fishing is now i love it i absolutely love deep fishing i'm not afraid to get out there offshore um pa there really isn't much offshore like I said, a lot of our lakes are, you know, shallow, they're grass, they're can be muddy, can be clear. So, and like I said, you'll mark fish and you'll toss on them and you'll never get bit just because our lakes are super, super pressured. So um, to get to a lake like that, I highly suggest anyone that wants to get good with their electronics is, you know, either go to a, a private pond or something that maybe is deep enough that your electronics will work that, you know, the fish are more likely to bite, but just to learn how to mark fish and actually get bit is huge confidence wise you can be like oh and like i said i started realizing anything over two or three marks were tiny smallmouth and it was guaranteed i ended up doing it like 50 times between practice and tournament day where i wouldn't even cast at them i would just cast the other way or wait till uh, a big mark underneath me and immediately just drop down the the bigger smallmouth and it, it helped me tremendously in the tournament yeah that's good i mean so we're 20 minutes into this, I know you mentioned that you're starting up a college thing for kayak fishing next year. Do you want to kind of go into that, give you a little time yeah. to talk about that? So yeah, for people sure. can um, know about it and, and know where to sign up and everything like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Slay Nation Tournament Fishing, if you guys haven't heard of them, um, they do John Boats, they do uh, John Boat Series, and they do Kayak Series. We're in, I believe, almost 25 states, if not 25 states now. Um, we have kayak divisions all over. There's Texas, um, PA, New York, um, all over, but, uh, we're actually going to be starting a college series. Um, it's primarily going to be in the Northeast just because I'm located in the Northeast. I'm going to become, uh, I will be the director, but it's going to be kind of like, uh, when I was in college, I fished the FLW bass boat, uh, college series. When I started our team there, it's kind of going to be similar to that. There's going to be four tournaments three uh, normal season tournaments, and then a championship. But we're looking to do um, – we don't have the date set yet, but everything will be coming out on Slay Nation. Uh, their social media is on the website. But it's going to be um, – we're looking to do like Virginia, probably Smith Mountain Lake, 
And then we're looking to do Cayuga Lake in New York. We're um, contemplating maybe doing the Susquehanna River, but it's super tough to schedule a big tournament and then if it floods out or anything like that. So we might, um, I don't know, we might pick a lake in PA. Don't know on that one yet. And then the championship we're going to do on Champlain. So we don't have the dates quite yet. They'll be coming out here in the next month or two. Um, talk, I'm talking with Hobie to make sure we don't conflict with them because they started a college series as well. But we just want to get these college kids, you know, out fishing competitively and earn some money. Um, it's going to be um, everyone for themselves. Um, you can be uh, – as long as you're a college student, there's going to be an age range, probably like 18 to like 24, 25 normal, which is kind of what FLW has and any other college bass boat series. But um, as long as you can prove you're a college student, you can be at any community college, uh, state college. It doesn't matter. As long as you're a college student, you can fish these events. We allow motors. We're going to allow motors with Slay Nation. We allow motors in our kayak series. So you can have a motor. Um, and, yeah, we're going to do their single-day tournaments. And they're going to be – I don't have exactly, roughly, the entry fee cost, but um, probably like 115-ish. And about a hundred of that is going to be probably a hundred is going to be going into the pot just because of PayPal fees, turning X fees, everything like that. If you guys are kayak fishermen, you know that usually that has to go into um, when you enter for a tournament. But the goal is a um, hundred bucks in the pot, probably like a call 10 bucks. will go to the big bass. Again, we'll get all the numbers figured out, but pretty much if we get 50 to a hundred kids fishing, um, you'll be fishing for first place, probably like two grand as a college kid. So um, like I said, we'll have a set scale of, um, depending on exactly the number of people entering, how much, uh, payout will be, but super excited with that. Uh, Frankie Provolone, as we call him, Frankie Provolone for Slay Nation. Um, if you guys haven't heard of him, he was on the Ike live, uh, podcast years ago, but he runs Slay Nation and, uh, we're going to be starting the college series. So like I said, we're going to get more dates figured out, but we're most likely going to do Smith Mountain Lake, Cayuga, and Champlain, and then i got to figure out the last one. Um, but Champlain will be the championship. Just get these kids on awesome fisheries and, you know, compete and get these college kids fishing for a lot of money to uh, go towards books or whatever they want, more kayaks or bass boats, whatever the college kids want to spend it on. But I'm um, super excited. Um, like I said, as long as you're a college kid, so if you're listening and you got a nephew, a niece, um, brother, sister, uncle, whoever's in college. Um, like I said, there'll be uh, a slight age range, but as long as you can prove you're a college kid, you can come out and fish these. And we're looking to uh, get as many college kids as we can out. Um, there'll be minimum boat or uh, kayak requirements, just so safety-wise, because they are a little bit bigger bodies of water. But um, pretty much everyone knows, you know, a basic kayak, you know, it's an eight-hour tournament. So we don't want anyone going out in like an eight-foot, ten-foot little um kayak and you know if there's wind or anything like Cayuga is a a finger link so wind can get nasty on there so we want to make sure safety is priority but we'll come out with all those uh we're going to finalize all those rules here in the next couple of weeks and get it posted but uh yeah we're gonna get all these co uh, college kids fishing and uh I'm hoping um that you know they're taking home a couple thousand dollars I mean I think that would be absolutely awesome yeah that sounds good dude that sounds like an awesome program, and uh, Frank's an awesome dude. I've talked to him plenty of times, been on a podcast with him, had him on here for plenty of podcasts. So he's an yeah, awesome Frankie's, dude. Frankie's and, the man. He he a workaholic. He, he works so hard. Yeah, he literally <laughs> works so hard. We're gonna be we're gonna be designing uh, jerseys for the college kids when they sign up. So they're gonna get some uh, jerseys with all the sponsors that help out the college series and. Uh, 
like I said, we'll, we might do an AOI. I think we're going to do an AOI. We're going to get Z Pro, um, who sponsors Slay Nation, in on this. We're going to try to do a ton of prizes for guys. So whether you cash a check or not, we're going to try to get everyone walking away with some sort of thing. Um, like I said, we might try to do an AOI prize, um, do, you know, point system, basic AOI type deal, and uh, reward the kids that try to fish all these events. But I'm super excited. Like I said, we'll finalize this in the next probably a couple of weeks. We definitely want to get everything uh, finalized dates by like December. That way kids can figure out. I'm, um, and if you are listening and you're a college kid, I'm going to try to schedule not during finals. I know that's huge for you guys. Um, so we're going to try to not schedule during your finals week so you guys can make travel and uh, make some of these tournaments and try to avoid uh, that. Because when I fished in college, I know that was super tough trying to um, travel and compete if there was, you know, one of your weeks where you have a ton of tests or right there in May when the finals happen and people are graduating. Yeah, man. Well, it's been about a half an hour. Um, I just wanted to make sure you got that information out for the college kids. And uh, it's been a good podcast, man. I definitely want to have you back on again right before your season gets started and right when you have all the college stuff officially done. Um, but other than that, is there anything else, any sponsors or anything that you want to talk about? Yeah, just uh, thank you for having me on. Um, Sponsors-wise, I work with uh, Rabbit Baits, if you guys haven't heard of them. They're, uh, everything's made right there in the USA. They're right on uh, Vermont, on Champlain. Um, check out Rabbit Baits. Uh, I was working with them at the Classic. If you're going to the Classic, you'll see me there next year. I'll be working the booth. But uh, Rabbit Baits, Slay Nation, huge shout out to Slay Nation, Frankie, um, Sticks Fishing Rods. Um, let's see, P-Line. Oh, I'm going to start forgetting them. That's always so tough. Uh, Gamagatsu and Spro, I work with them. Super excited to be part of them. Uh, Toro Eyewear. Um, let's see, Omnia Fishing. They're awesome if you guys don't use them. Uh, Z-Pro Batteries. Um, they're, they're definitely stepping up the game. I love Z-Pro Batteries. I run a 30-amp outer on my grass for like three days straight. And then once I get that live scope, I'll be running that too. So I think that's pretty much it, though. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for next tournament season. I'm gonna be, I'm getting prepped for ice fishing. Hunting season's in full swing, so. But uh, I, I love me some ice fishing. I'm um, gonna be doing that some more this year, and then uh, get prepped for my my long tournament season. I'll probably be doing again next year. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. Uh, yeah, it's been a great episode having you on. I appreciate it again, and uh, look forward to having you on again, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. 
your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.